It is a monstrosity of the highest order to dismiss men simply because they are men. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Something for Everybody, the podcast to help those who listen feel more loved and connected through story sharing. My name is Aaron Mashbitz, and my mission is to help you realize your potential and capabilities through conversations and deep insights so you can make your prior best your new baseline. Today's episode is a solo episode where I will be covering some of the absolute worst and hardest things about being a man from men. And in other news, this podcast is brought to you by Amare. Amare is the mental wellness company, and I use their products every single day. So click the link in the show notes, scroll through all their products, see which ones might work best for you and your wellness needs. Then once you get to checkout, use code EVERYBODY for $10 off your entire order. Now, on to episode 191 of Something for Everybody. Hello, my friend. Welcome to Something for Everybody. My name is Aaron Mashbitz, and today's episode is a solo episode where I will be talking about some of the absolute worst things about being a man according to men. And before I get into all of that, I want to read you a tweet. I want to read you a tweet from Chloe Valdery. She's one of my favorite people to follow on the internet, and she had this to say. It is a monstrosity of the highest order to dismiss men simply because they are men. It is unconscionable. In recent years, I have seen an increase in straight white men, in particular, internalizing messages they received in corporate settings by speaking of themselves disparagingly or not speaking at all. The flip side of this is men act reactively taking their legitimate anger towards this cultural script and letting it unconsciously control them. There is a symbiotic relationship between the disparaging of men and anger spells taking them over. We must absolutely speak up and out against this dangerous trend in the culture. It is unacceptable. We must treat all human beings as sacred, including straight white men. Full stop. Now, I thought that was a brilliant tweet and well said by Chloe to really kick off this episode, which I will be talking about some of the absolute worst things about being a man, according to men. There was a thing on, on Reddit, and I picked out some of the best, not some of the best, that's not the right word, um, some of the most heavily talked about topics about being a man and some of the worst things about being a man. I, w I don't know if I would say worst, but some of the hardest things, some of the things we have to tackle and overcome as being men. I took some of those off Reddit. I've wrote some of them down here and I will discuss them in this episode. So let's go to the first one, which is you are treated like a robot. Uh, it's a sad fact that men are often told to express their emotions, um, but are laughed at or dismissed when they do. Um, a man says that the, dismisses, the dismissiveness they receive discourages them from opening up. However, people say they are manipulative when they go silent. It is a lose-lose situation. So this is interesting. This is what's been talked about for a really long time in our culture is that men are told this idea, this old um, sort of view of masculinity was like men don't cry, men don't show emotions, um, throw some dirt on it, don't cry, you know, tough it out, all of those things. And then when we do sort of express our emotions or our vulnerabilities, we are dismissed as you don't need to have those emotions or put those away or we're laughed at or 
we're told we're weak or we're told that we shouldn't cry or we shouldn't have that emotion. So we're still shifting the cultural view on it. But like I've talked about before in previous episodes, but maybe you're a brand new listener, so I'll explain it to you again here. This idea of masculinity, this modern, healthy idea of masculinity that we have to capture toggles both of these ideas of, of having these very masculine, traditional masculine traits, but also having these very feminine traits as well, right? Being able to be dangerous and capable and competent and handle yourself and provide and be a, a protector, a hero, but also being able to be a poet and a lover and 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 see beauty and, and share love and care about love and, and have your emotions under voluntary control and be able to express yourself in a way that that's meaningful and powerful and safe uh, and being able to show love and express love and have love, right? That's the warrior poet. That's the, uh, what I think a Jedi in Star Wars really represents is this healthy version of masculinity, right? Being able to be competent and capable and compassionate and caring and have these things under voluntary control and knowing when to sort of pull out these dynamic traits that you've developed as a man, when to be tough, when to, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you know, when to, um, be tough and provide for your family, but also know that you have safe support of people that you can ask for help from and when to show emotion and when to be vulnerable, which is basically just being courageous and truthful. So understanding when to display those things, when it's safe to, and when you've built up those relationships. Now, women have to be receptive of those things. If they want men who open up and share and tell them what's going on, they have to be receptive to those things. Yes, women also want some of these very masculine characteristics like the competence and the confident and the capable man, but they also want someone who can be courageous and truthful and share and be about love and express love and show beauty and share beauty and be this warrior poet. So that's what I think. And so that's one of the hardest things about being a man is this idea that we're treated like a robot. Now there's shifts in culture. I think we over-rotated on this idea of masculinity. The current version of masculinity today is, is not something that I recognize with. So uh, everyone throwing out that it's toxic, it's toxic or all of these phrases, right? I'm under the umbrella of this, this real healthy version of masculinity where we have uh, this dynamic equilibrium with our traits that we want to possess, right? Again, being confident and competent and capable and compassionate and caring, being the warrior poet, being the Jedi, right? Capable of being a protector and being dangerous and being violent, but having that under voluntary control and knowing when to express our emotions or not express our emotions or be vulnerable or ask for help or create a support team or do all these things. We have, that's my version of real, true, healthy masculinity and why I talk about it so much in this podcast. So hopefully the young boys or the other men that are listening, we can all resonate with that and grow together and embody those traits together and uplift men together so we can sort of smash this idea that we're not treated like robots. We're real dynamic humans with emotions that can cry and express uh, and we have the peaks and valleys that everyone feels and we can express those in a healthy, actionable way like men can do. Um, 
by listening and talking to people who express them in the way that you want to express or who you, who you uh, look up to, your mentors, your role models, or people that you listen to on a podcast. Okay, how can I be more like those people? How can I be the warrior poet? How can I be the rock and the provider, but also be able to have spaces where I ask for help and can express myself and show my emotions and deal with my mental health and understand my emotions and physically take care of myself and emotionally take care of myself and bring out the best version of me in greatest service to the world. So that was number one. The next one is, let me get to it. Um, This one is an interesting one. Uh, This was an interesting one. Um, a lot of men, especially on Reddit, uh, have said this is where I got the information. Um, a consensus is that everyone thinks you're a weirdo around kids. That's that's a, a what men feel. Like some of the worst things about being a man is that everyone thinks you're a, re- a weirdo around kids. There's this like weird stereotype that all men are pedophiles, um, which is extremely dangerous stereotype and extremely disheartening because we want to encourage good fathers. We want to encourage good, we we need those. Like it's a cornerstone of society, a great mother and a great father are cornerstones of a great society. And it's, it's just interesting to hear this because this is something that I personally have never thought of. Um, I have never felt this way. Um, I coach young kids. Uh, I started coaching baseball when I was 12, um, and I never felt like a weirdo around them. I felt like I wanted to be a mentor and a role model and someone they could look up to and someone they could be like. So I was trying to be about the values that I wanted them to present. Um, But I have heard that some men do um, feel like this when maybe they're, uh, you know, I don't know what the situations they're in, but... Um, I know that some people really do have feel like the stereotype is true, um, especially for men. And obviously, a bunch of men really feel this way, consider, considering it was it was very well established on this sort of Reddit thing where people were talking about some of the absolute worst things or hardest things about being a man. And one of them is that everyone thinks you're a weirdo around kids. So let's again, let's smash that just like we're smashing the first one. We're smashing that because we're we're willing to step up to the plate. We're willing to step up to the plate and be the fathers and the mentors and the coaches and the role models and the leaders that this world needs us to be. And then young people, young kids, young boys have someone to look up to, have someone to see what they can become if we step into the roles that we are needed in, if we're stepping into the roles of, of being a leader of the community or our family or our religious group or our sports team or of our kids teams or just stepping up to the plate to be great fathers, like that's what we need. And that's what can smash these sorts of stereotypes if we reverse the culture around these things. And it goes back to one, right? Um, the way people treat us is that they think we're just these robots, emotionless robots who don't have any feelings whatsoever and just can do things, right? We are humans. Men are human beings with a full fledge of emotions, just like anyone else on this earth. And we're learning to be able to have the emotional vocabulary and the emotional agility to handle that, to be more courageous and truthful and vulnerable and honest and open while also still being the tough, protector, competent, capable 
uh, confident person that you wish us to be. And that moves us into these roles where we can fulfill our duties as men, which is to be these great leaders, these great coaches, these great fathers. And then we can sort of smash this stereotype that some men feel. So we have to step into that role. We have to get into the arena. We have to do the work and take responsibility over our own lives as men, take accountability and ownership of our own lives as men, clean up our own house, clean up our own room, so then we can bleed out into the larger community to be the men that this world needs, just like we need women, just like we need everyone to become their greatest self in greatest service of the world, but specifically talking about men here stepping into that role, stepping into the arena, taking responsibility, getting that blood, sweat, and tears on them, falling down, but getting back up and deciding to step into these roles to do the part that we are destined and needed to do in this uh, in this world, in this community, by being these positive, strong, capable, compassionate, caring role models to eliminate this stereotype of this sort of weird, really sad, disheartening, and scary um, stereotype about, you know, all men being pedophiles, right? Of course, there are men who are pedophiles. Of course, there's, it's obviously true. But again, we don't want to generalize and say all men are this or all women are this. It's just not something that we need because when you generalize, you put, again, everyone in the same bucket. And when you put everyone in the same bucket, it makes anyone who identifies with that bucket feel like this is all that they are. This is all that they are, and that's not true. We're much more than that. You don't want to be generalized for whatever thing that you're part of, right? You are more than that. You are you. You're unique, and you have unique gifts and talents to express. And when we generalize something, it just diminishes the good that has come out of that. Like there are a ton of men doing a ton of good stuff, changing the world for the better. And I wish to be one of those role models and one of those voices and more men will will decide to take responsibility and ownership of their life and encourage other men to do that. Then there's this idea of this positivity resonance, positivity resonance, and it bleeds and it dominoes. So that's a huge thing. Um, and I think it's very, very, very important. Next one is unreasonable expectations. Um, unreasonable expectations may be the most significant disadvantage. Um, one man says nobody cares if you're in a bad place. People don't expect you to have bad days. When you open up about it, people ignore you as a rule of thumb. Vulnerability equals weakness and men never fail. Like this is just, this has been ingrained in us for a very, 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 very long time. And yes, the the culture around it is changing with more talks of, of what true healthy masculinity is. I think we rotated too much to the this idea of toxic masculinity. So a lot of young boys and young men are hearing this idea of um, of being weak and docile and, and don't do anything or don't go after the things you want because you'll just keep fucking up society because it's already fucked up and men just fucked it up. Like that's not a good message for anyone. The message needs to be take responsibility and ownership for your life like the Jockos and the Hubermans and the Petersons are talking about. Take responsibility and ownership over your life and pursue something great. Be the best version of yourself in greatest service of the world and this thing about unreasonable expectations we have to continue changing the cultural conversation around it we have to continue to change the cultural conversation around it because men 
can be vulnerable and absolutely should be vulnerable. If you use the definition of vulnerability as being courageous and truthful, that's how we build strong relationships. And men need to build strong relationships, strong like bonds with other men and strong bonds with their partners, their romantic partners, their friends, their family. Like it's built on being courageous and truthful. And so of course, vulnerability does not equal weakness. That's, that's stupid. That's just dumb. Vulnerability equals truth, equals power, equals strength. Vulnerability equals courageous and truth. The combination of those things create a great, meaningful, fulfilling life. And men fall down, but they get back up. The greatest thing that you can ever do as a person in this world is to keep showing up. That's the greatest thing that you can do. Keep showing up because you cannot achieve anything if you don't show up. And so men fall down, but they get back up. Everyone falls down. Hopefully they get back up. That's the mark of a true character of a person who um, isn't backing down from the challenge. And I don't use the word failure because I have defined that word as the refusal to move forward. So if you kept getting back up and you kept showing up, you didn't fail. You just had a mistake. And how can you iterate and review and reflect on it so you can improve that upon that going forward? That's the real question. But if you kept showing up and you kept getting back up, you didn't fail. And so, yeah, sometimes there are unreasonable expectations on men to carry the weight of the world on their shoulders, to be a provider for everyone and everything. But we have to have our own expectations about what's true for us. What can we actually provide? What's actual reality? What is something that's in my control that I can focus on? What are the things that are most important to me? How can I deliver on those things? Because I can't do everything. I'm not omnipresent. I am not God. But I am one man who's capable of a lot. But I have to be intentional and focused on what I do so that I can do that to the best of my ability for the people that I care for the most. And so we have to change this sort of unreasonable expectations to to put it on us. Like whatever society is telling us is fine, but we have to make it our own. What's under my control? What are my most important things? Who are my most important people? And what am I trying to do in the world? What is the best version of me in greatest service of the world? What does that look like? What does that look like? And then understanding sort of these definitions of vulnerability and failure and putting them into your lexicon so that when things happen, you have a definition to fall on so you're not feeling like quote unquote failure. You know that you can be courageous and truthful. You know that you can keep showing up and keep getting back up and ask for help and building these strong relationships so you have a support system of people around you who understand your mission and what you're trying to do. And so the unreasonable expectations just seem like a fulfillment filling life purpose that you've taken responsibility and ownership and accountability for. Next one. <clears throat> Let's see. Here we go. It's about, and here we go. Your value depends on provision. Your value depends on provision. Um, yeah, basically, as men, we feel like our only value is when we are providing something. Um, protection, money, you know, that's our value. As men, we're just supposed to provide. That's it. And yeah, I think that's part of our job. But also, we want to feel loved and supported and cared for. Not that we're just like this machine robot who just does things every day because this is what we're supposed to do. And we just, we are, we provide. That's it. 
right? We still want to be complimented and thanked and we want to feel appreciation and we want to feel love and we want to feel supported. When we feel supported and loved, we are willing to do anything for that pe- those people, anything. I'm willing to do anything for the people that I love the most because I love them the most and I know that they love me back and I know that I feel supported and appreciated when I do something for them or when I do the things I do for them on a consistent basis but we don't want to feel like our only value oh, nice pit stains we don't want to feel like our only value on this earth is when we provide that's it that's our only value we want to feel wanted and appreciated and and supported like men really want to feel supported in their mission Whatever their mission might be, whatever their massive transformative purpose might be, men really, really want to feel supported in that and are willing to go to great lengths to achieve that, to provide, to protect, to be the person that you want them to be. But they have to feel appreciated and supported in that, not like they're just this like thing that you could, you don't really need, but the only thing you really need from them is the, that they're providing you money. Like we don't want to feel like that. That's... That's not love. That's not appreciation. That's just like, you know, using and abusing us. And we don't want to feel that way. We want to feel like, again, we're supported and loved and cherished. Then when those feelings are real and mutual and the relationship is reciprocal and and it's cooperative and, and we have this understanding about who we are and what we provide for the relationship, then we're willing to go to great lengths um, to to provide that. Then we feel like our value is in that and we enjoy that. Um, and we get a sense of pride and love and joy and fulfillment from doing those things for the person that is supporting us and loving us and cherishing us. And, and I think that is how you, you know, some some parts of, of building a, a really strong supportive uh, partnership there is, is, is being able to express that in a way that most resonates with the person that you're talking to. It would be different if it was. Uh, you know, uh, relationships are just different. So, uh, and the people in those relationships are different, but generalizing, which we, we shouldn't do again, like I said, very early on or a few minutes ago in this episode, but speaking for four men on this episode is that we, we want to feel loved and supported in those endeavors. We don't just want to feel like, uh, that our only value at all is just this, like depends on provision. We want to feel that we're supported and cherished and appreciated for that, like I've been saying. So, next one. Men can't be victims. Yeah, this one This one sort of came up a lot uh, in the Reddit thread as well. Um, a respondent explains that after being sexually harassed at work, nobody took it seriously. People said that he was lucky and that it was a compliment. After approaching the management, they said, well, that's... Well, let's make it a clean slate and move on. Nobody expects men to be affected by sexual harassment and assault. Yeah, it's just hard because, you know, you never think of the man being sexually harassed or assaulted. So uh, it's just a hard part about being a man is that is that men uh, can't be victims uh, and no one assumes they, they would ever be assaulted or harassed. And so it's just a tough part when it's actually true and it actually happens or deeply affects us or it actually, um, you know, is very traumatizing for us. It, if we feel like we can't speak up about it, we'll just be laughed at and, and told that that's a compliment or or uh, just get over it. You're lucky that someone's you know touching you or thinking about you or whatever, some weird phrases that might be a response to someone opening up about being harassed or assaulted. Um, and so that's a 
hard part about being a man is that we seem to feel like we can't be victims. We can't open up about those things, even if we may have actually been harassed or assaulted in a, in a sexual way that we did not consent or ask for. And so that's a, that's difficult as well. And we got, I think the last one here is that uh, men feel like they're, they're never complimented and they feel like that's a hard part about being a man. I talked about this in, in a couple previous ones, which is that our value depends on our provision. And so in that, people just expect us to provide and never being appreciated or complimented for that um, is tough. It's tough. So men, men do want and need, you know, validation, right? We're again, we're not these sort of uh, unemotional robots that don't need any sort of love and affection. We need validation sometimes that we're doing the right thing or that we're on the right track or just that you see us and you hear us. Um, we do need appreciation and we do need support and love um, because we're willing, again, to do anything for the people that we love as long as we feel like we're, we're, we're supported and loved in that. And, and a compliment goes a long way. Like you're doing a great job or you look great today or uh, wow, your haircut looks nice. Like some of these very simple, simple things can go a long way for, for someone just noticing a man that he, he's taking responsibility for his life. He's taking ownership. He's taking better care of his health and his emotional health and his mental health and his physical health. Like not to say that it's everyone else's job to uplift this person, right? It's, it's a personal journey to, um, validate and appreciate oneself, but having sometimes that external validation of someone saying, uh, you look good, or I love you, or I appreciate you, or am I supporting you in this, or you're doing a great job, or, or whatever it is, right, context dependent, um, I think that goes a long way. I mean, it really goes a long way with anyone. We want to validate people in their feelings and experiences, right, because it makes them seem, or makes them see um seen, heard, and loved, right? We want to validate them in their experiences to make them feel seen, heard, and loved. And it especially goes for men who feel like they just never get complimented ever. And so maybe uh, dropping a compliment to to a man in your life or your brother or your friend who's a, a, a man or just saying something kind to them or telling them that you appreciate them or you love them um, goes a long way because we want to feel that way. And, you know, and um, yeah, yeah, so... Those are just a few things um, that I found that popped up the most when I looked at the Reddit thread um, about just, you know, ideas about, you know, hardest things about about being a man from actual men. And so if you're someone who who cares about men or has great men in your life, uplift them, talk about them, talk about the the powerful and healthy masculinity and how important that is and how amazing these men in your life are, whether it be role models, coaches, teachers, uh, fathers, right? We need more examples of great men doing great things so that the younger generation can see that and elevate themselves and see, oh, I can do those great things. I can take personal responsibility and ownership over my life because I can be like my coach or my teacher or my dad or my neighbor or whoever it is. And then we can sort of smash these things that make men feel the worst about themselves and we can continue to develop this newer, fresher, more modern, actual modern version of healthy, strong masculinity like the Jedi, which I think is, is, a, is a beautiful comparison to really what masculinity can and should be, right? The ability to protect the ones you love, a hero, a protector of two, the ability to do that. The ability to do that, to be able to be confident and capable 
and competent, but also have the ability to have that stuff under voluntary control to be able to create relationships and support one another and be peaceful and mindful and have uh, a control under your emotions, but also have the capacity for danger and violence when it's absolutely necessary to protect the ones that you love, but also have the ability to mentor and coach and um and share love to people that why you bring them up, why you nurture them, why you're compassionate and caring, right? The ultimate idea of masculinity is those things, is this healthy, true, strong version of masculinity like, you know, your favorite Jedi. And I think that's really cool. And, and maybe uh, people listening or watching this have other examples, um, whether in pop culture or in their real life, of you know, the greatest examples of, of this very awesome version of healthy masculinity, masculinity that I'm trying to possess every day that I'm trying to be about every day and teach uh, to the people that I coach my players through this podcast. And so whatever resonated with you throughout this episode, let me know if something didn't or you have questions, comments, you want me to dive in more on an area like this or whatever it is. I'm, I'm definitely going to keep talking about masculinity because it's a very important topic to me. And it's a very important topic to the young boys that I'm around. And I, I want to be that role model for them. I want to be that like my coaches and my dad was for me and currently is for me. I want to do that um, via this podcast, via coaching baseball. And so it's extremely important. I'm going to keep learning and understanding more about really what strong, healthy masculinity is and how to um, sophisticatedly talk about it on this podcast with the appropriate language and, and it re- hopefully resonates with, with the most amount of uh, people possible, um, whether you're watching or listening. So cheers. Thank you. See you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in to that episode. What idea resonated with you most deeply. And if you enjoyed that episode, please share it with a friend because the podcast grows from people like you sharing it with people like you. And don't forget to leave us a rating or review on Spotify, Apple, or even on Good Pods. But the absolute best way to support this podcast is by becoming a supporter via Patreon. Patreon is the best way to support me, this podcast, and my mental health nonprofit, You Are Loved. So click the link in the show notes, check out all the tiers, and see which one might be the best fit for you. But most importantly, most importantly, above all else, please, please take good care of yourselves and each other, and I'll see you next time. Lots of love. Cheers.